Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you would like to place a bet on that, make sure you head over to uh, Bet Online. Use our code BELIEVE, B L E A V, as they have all the up to date wagering and info that you need to make your money there on bet online if you use the code it'll be a 50 percent welcome bonus you can bet on those nfl playoffs you can bet on nba action the caps have the same record as the penguins but our differential is way worse but all <laughs> that stuff is things that you can bet on on bet online where the game starts welcome to the game on episode 156 it's the foundation as Adam Peters was announced the GM yeah. for the Washington Commanders, great press conference, a lot of GM speak there. And the one thing I keyed in on was how he said that there's a lot to be fixed here. He made no qualms saying like, hey, mm-hmm. listen, there's some holes in this roster. Okay, but there's some foundational pieces as well. So I wanted to ask everyone, who do they see as those foundational pieces? And let's start with you, Trev, who are the foundational pieces for you here in Washington? Um, Sam Cosme. End of list. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to be brutally honest right here. Terry McLaurin is a building piece but he's not a foundation building piece. I still don't think he's wide receiver one in this league. I think he's a very, very good wide receiver number two on the cusp of being a wide receiver one. He was just the one here for us because we don't know how to draft or develop wide receivers very well. John Trev, Allen. I, I, hold, I, I, hold on. We're so, going to fight, Trev. We're that's good. Fight, go ahead. John Allen, Deron Payne. They can be on the list too. But – Adam Peters said he wants to, you know, build a winning, Super Bowl contending, championship contending franchise. Mm -hmm. To me, it sounds like, yeah, I like those guys, but we can do so much better. And that's not saying they've been dominant for us for, for most of their careers. I mean, they both got extensions through us, okay, for a reason. But the last half, season and a half, if Adam Peters is judging it off of that, it ain't nothing to really say, hey, I want to build around these guys based on performance from the year, a season and a half ago. Terry McLaurin, you can kind of say the same for him because he just hit the thousand mark on the last game this season. Yeah. Out of no postseason contention. We're getting blown out anyway. It's not like he got that four, six, eight games ago. He got in the last game of the season only because we had nothing left to play for except for that reason, to get him a good stat for his career. Sure, He's been great for us in possible catches, good catch after the run, but he's also has some key drops for us. Nobody even really fears Terry McLaurin as much as they did last year. You never heard that. Stephon Gilmore locked him up a lot this year. 
Say what you want. Maybe it didn't look like it, but he did. Held him with under five catches, whether he got looked at or not. Nobody outside of Darius Slay, because he loves Terry McLaurin, mentioned they were afraid of Terry McLaurin or he's a special guy, the route running. You didn't hear that at all this season. You just heard when we were doing great, when Sam was leading the league in pass yards, that's when you heard Terry McLaurin's name. Other than that, you didn't hear it. So if there has to be foundation pieces like he said there was, I don't know if it's smoke or not, because, you know, you don't want to get it right there and bash your team you just got hired for. So it could be smoke. But if mm-hmm. it is, I'm going definitely Sam Cosme. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Tam McLaurin, Deron Payne, John Allen. But if you want to be, re- be brutally honest, Sam Cosme. He's the only one who's been consistent his entire career here. Two or three years. He's been nothing but ascending. Deron Payne, Tam McLaurin, John Allen have been doing this in the past couple of years. Can... Nathan, can we fight now? Can, you can fight. It's all yours. And go, I don't have a bell sound, but if I did, I ding, 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 ding. Uh, I mean, it's so easy to pile on these guys in a four and thirteen season. It's especially easy to pile on Terry McLaurin in the stats that he put up. I mean, Terry McLaurin was on everybody's list as a top ten receiver for the last couple of years. He's not Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson level. Sure. But very few people are. But he is still a number one receiver, full stop. He is. I'm sorry, Trev. He's a number one receiver. You don't have to apologize to me. I'm the guy for the last couple of years who have been telling people, easy with your Terry McLaurin love, he's a top 15 receiver, but not top 10. Bro, you put him... He's a, a wide receiver one on the bad teams. Arizona, Giants, us. Um, That's because Texas. a lot of teams already have good number one receivers. No, they d- Arizona, who's number one? Arizona's number one receiver. No, no, I'm talking about the good teams. They're talking That's about. Saying. So he on the good teams, if you want that wide receiver one, you got to right. have a car chase. You got to have a, a. You uh, don't got to have him. That's what I'm saying. You don't got to have gotta- that guy. You you don't have to have that guy. You you gotta have, have something that more guy than Terry, is great, bro. but you don't have to have that guy. You gotta have something more than Terry. I I, I completely take his off with you. take his off the field character out of it and do production only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a thousand yards, eighty different quarterbacks. That's great, but has he ever really taken over a game? Yeah, has he? E- has he, he has ever? Many times. No. He, he didn't this past year. Stoner, this he hasn't had over 100 receiving yard game in how long? I, I get it. This year he was not had a good year. Ten, more than 10 catches a game in how long? These I, eight I catches, 49 this, yards, nine touchdowns, bro? Nine him. touchdowns. <laughs> nine touchdowns. Who had nine? Terry had nine touchdowns. This year? Yes, that's, that's awful, bro. As a wide receiver, touchdown. are you kidding me? How many did Puka have? How many did Puka have? How many did Puka have? How many Jamar oh Chase have? You're How gonna many... make me. You're gonna make me bring Pull this up, up aren't Pull you? Up. Nine touchdowns. Oh, How many Tyreek Hill have? How many? Oh, All right, but that's what I'm saying. I cannot believe what Hill. He's not, bro. He's only been good here. We've only seen him here with mediocre play, and he's wide receiver one here because we have no other choice. We didn't make moves to go get to go get a stud receiver. We got Dontrell Inman. We got all these has-been receivers to pair with him to make him look like wide receiver one. John Dotson was in the combo for that in the offseason. In the offseason. Right. John Which was Dotson. crazy talk. 
which is I, I told talk. Nathan if he you was have an established wide receiver number one, that crazy talk don't happen. It doesn't. Terry's a great player. He's top 10, 15, whatever, but he's not a top fearing NFL wide receiver number one. Nobody fears him anywhere, bro. They feared him up until this past season when you brought in a new offensive coordinator, a different system, and a different quarterback. And But this is what I hate to say, Nathan. I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. You got to watch the tape. I'm sorry. (laughs) If you watch the tape, you can watch the Terry's killing dudes every single pass play. He's killing dudes, but they're not getting him the ball. When he gets the ball, what's he do? What do you mean? Thank you. Thank you very much. What do you mean? It took you too long to answer that. He does. He just runs for like 10 yards and falls. He catches with his body. He doesn't catch with his hands. I can't believe I can't believe I'm hearing this. His best skill is a 50 50 ball. I do want to, I do want to clarify. He finished with four touchdowns. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think he had nine. I was like, nine, nine. Makes my point even more valid. Your wide receiver number one had four touchdowns. The same amount of games we won. How many games we win? The same number of touchdowns wide receiver number one had. All right. Same quarterback all year. That's Nathan. Let's go to the playoff teams. Okay. Okay. Tampa Bay has Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Sure. Right. Uh, First ballot Hall of Famer. Right. He's Terry would be a number two there. Oh, my. Right. Maybe number three. Chris Godwin's number two. He might be number three there. Oh, my goodness. We can't. I can't do. I'm I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to control myself. All right, who who else who else is left? San Fran, Debo Samuel's a one. Terry would not be ahead of him. All right, so let's go to who, different roles. The by the way, that would that would be that probably is a little bit closer than what you're thinking. One, and he might go even ahead. in San Fran, he might even be three with Ayuk uh, there. He's I like Ayuk. He's a okay. Let's keep going. Uh, who are the other teams? Who are the other teams? Help Lions, me out. Lions. Amra St. Brown. Lions. and we and he proved that against us last Amra year. St. Brown. Is okay. nice. Is, 1,500 is, yards. Is very, You get very, Ben Johnson here, Trev? You don't think Terry can get 1,500 yards? Thank you, no. Nathan. He's he's making... Who's uh, the quarterback? He's he's making my... Who's offensive line? Find the quarterback. They, they have a great offensive line to hold Jared. You can away, build right? a line in the offseason. There are okay. plenty of opportunities. All Plus, right. scheme will absolutely help your line. Green By Bay. the way, I just... Yeah, Green, Green Bay. Bay. Watson. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, they're all younger than Terry and still balling in the postseason. They're the youngest team in the league. Keep that's going. not the question. Keep the going. The question is, would Terry <laughs> McLaurin be the number one in Green Bay? Yes. hundred billion percent. He would be. Okay. By a Keep long going. shot. Keep going. All right. Who are the other teams? Buffalo's got Stephon Diggs. He wouldn't Thank be over you. him. Right? Um, Kansas Chiefs, City. He'd be number one. He would be the number one dude. This year. Simeon Rice. This year. And last year, uh, Scandal Rashad Rice, Rashad Rice. Thanks. <laughs> it's okay. I think it's Rasheed Rice. Uh-huh. Oh, same thing. Doesn't <laughs> matter. He's number two to Terry. Was Tyreek there last year? Or was no, Tyreek's been uh, away from Miami for two, two years. years. Or right. not Miami. So he would have been. They have Travis Kelsey. He's a pass catcher. He's a not a wide receiver. You Go didn't ahead. say pass catcher. I know. Keep going. Go ahead. So that's two out of the like, four teams Daniel so far. was third in uh, receiving yards on San Francisco. Just wanted Bingo. to point that out too. That's Bingo. that's three. Don't we have three? Don't no, we have three have teams? We have we Kansas have City, the Kansas City and Houston Texans. Can you even name a Texans wide receiver? Noah Brown, oh, Tank Dell, but he got Nico hurt. Collins Nico Collins is, is pretty good. He's not Terry McLaurin though. So How you do you got Houston? 
You've got Houston. Nico Collins is a stud, but he's done it one year. And that's the word. Okay. Okay. And Terry's done Terry's it done multiple it years, four years, but nothing like years. stands off the page. Houston, Kansas City, who are the other teams we know? It's not Buffalo. Who's the fourth? Oh, Baltimore. Baltimore, Zay Flowers, he's their number yeah. one. So he's pretty exciting. Yeah. So Baltimore, and then in the NFC, who was it? Green Bay. So of the eight teams in the playoffs, Terry would be the number one receiver on four of those teams. This no was there's no, no way. Would. no way no way no way okay what but the Terry point is this year? so the point is though Terry McLaurin is one billion percent a foundational piece for Adam Peters to help build this team around and I'm the guy who years has been saying Terry McLaurin is not a top ten receiver he's a top twelve to fifteen receiver no. you don't have to have you don't have to be numbered top 10 in your class to be a foundational piece you have to be a what's that what's that term you always use a plus a a plus plus player player. there's blue chip players there's plus players and there's just players right so the last time they called him scary terry for real be honest well he gets called that all the time but (laughs) he's not McLaurin absolutely has the potential to have a 1200 yard season. He has the potential. The one thing that's in his game, Trev, I will give you this is we haven't seen, even though he's a speedster, we haven't seen the yards after the catch, but that's not been his, that's not been his role. That's not been where they've been targeting him. We have seen him do some fantastic things with the ball in his hands, but often he's having to contort his body to catch this or he's doing sideline grabs you can't knock him for what the offense has been doing That's eric right. the enemy was purposely spreading the ball around and this offense of his which meant that terry wasn't getting targets and then people complained about that and all of a sudden terry got targeted a lot and terry had a good game and then we went back to this thing where well one it didn't help sam started taking really really bad towards the end of the season. That's why you have a double goose egg from Terry. I railed on Terry that game, but Terry Mm. McLaurin is absolutely one of the better wide receivers in the league. Even if he's just top 20, that is still somebody you would consider a foundational piece moving forward. It is unfortunate that him and I know someone else mentioned this earlier, him and Jonathan Allen, who I do believe should be foundational pieces of a franchise I would like them to be foundational pieces of this franchise. Both of them are nearing 30 years old, and both of them have contracts that you can move. So maybe Adam Peters sees that and tries to build something going forward. But I tell you this. Oh, go ahead. I'll tell you this. If he trades them, I think it does signal to the fan base that this isn't going to necessarily be a rebuild this season. It might be 2025 that we start to see things being put together, okay? But I think if he wants to try to win immediately, if he wants to see dividends being paid, Terry McLaurin and Jonathan Allen both are players you got to keep because those are some of the few. I've talked about this before. Washington does lack blue-chip players, but they have plus players. Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen are blue-chip players. Those are players you can you. These are foundational pieces, Trev. Terry McLaurin, you might not think he's a stud. I agree, 
his ceiling is not no. that of of Jamar Chase. He's, okay, he's seen his everything ceiling, he can his do. ceiling is not that. But if Amon St. Brown, who I think is a good wide receiver, who th- he thinks he's a great wide receiver, doesn't he yeah. know all 27 wide receivers drafted before him? Mm-hmm. I think he's a good player. But if 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 Washington can find an offense that can feed Terry. Then he will. He would have fifteen hundred yards. This offense saw a four thousand yard passer, at least close to it, right? With with mm-hmm. Sam, and only one thousand yard receiver, and nobody else sniffing near it. Okay, yeah. not a single one with four thousand yards to split up. Terry McLaurin is clearly a number one receiver, and you need to keep him around. That's because we don't have anything else that is even close to being better than him. So we have to make him. We thought Jahan was him. He was a punt returner coming out of college, y'all. Now, here's the question. Prove that he's more than that. Do not tell me. No. Five, seven years ago, he was was looked at (laughs) as a punt returner. He's proven, Trev. Now you're going to get me really upset. No, he has proven that he belongs to be a wide receiver in this league. But wide receiver one? On these stud teams that are Easy. constantly in the media, he falls at number two and number three to them. He's a nice you know what? piece, but he does not take over a game, bro. Do you I don't know who throws? He just doesn't do it. Trev, do you know what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes would do with Terry McLaurin? They turn him into a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is what they would that? do. Because you can see you it. Watch I'm, him play. You watch if the you twenty-two. Watch it, I, you see Terry McLaurin play. is. He's AD. He's open all day, all the time. He's always open. And whether it's the offense that's not designed to go to him or the quarterback who doesn't find him or whatever it is, he is always open. Bro. And if you had a quarterback (laughs) who would just throw him and target him like these other quarterbacks do, you target – Jamar Chase is one of the best receivers in the league, right? Yep. The defenses know that. Every defense knows it going in. Yeah. We have a game plan on how we're going to stop Jamar Chase. And they still stop don't Jamar stop him is my and point. they still don't stop him because Joe Burrow or whomever is browning, no. they will target him no matter what. This offense was not either built or Sam did not. It wasn't thrown into, you know, pounded into his head, throw the ball to Terry, period. All they had to do this year is put an extra guy on Terry, and it was done. He didn't, he didn't, he was clamped. You double-team Terry, it's fine. He's, I'm just, I'm just saying he's only a wide receiver one here because that's all we had. If you put him on all these other caliber teams that win more than four games at least, we just did. We just proved we that. Just, we literally won. went over the playoff teams. And I know. I'm let's, just saying. Let's move on from one. Terry McLaurin so because right. we, we're beating a dead horse here. <laughs> Fred right, is wrong. Right, yeah. we, we all know it. I don't think I've seen one single person agree with you, Trev, on that. I don't need and anybody to agree with likely Adam me. Peters, okay? Adam Do Peters that, isn't going to agree with and you. Adam Peters is I looking am. for foundational pieces. Let's yeah. talk uh, real quick. Uh, as Toothpick let us know, and we're going to get a live reaction here, the Cowboys bringing back their head coach next good. next season, Mike McCarthy coming back. It was That's just reported us. here as we are doing uh, this here. And I think that's great. I think yeah, Mike McCarthy great. is exactly the guy. He, I always 
who was the clapper? What was his name? Oh, why is I'm why am I spacing Jason on Garrett. his name? Yeah, Garrett. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. I wanted him to stay in Dallas forever because that was mediocrity. Like, give him Kirk Cousins and those two a Ford Focus, and there you go, the definition of mediocre. And it was fantastic. Okay, Commander Lauren agreeing with Trev. Um, yeah, Grimjaw. Let let them uh, extend Dak. Stoner and I do like Dak Prescott, but man, that was that was rough. But yeah, I think it's fantastic that Mike McCarthy is back. Even if they get another 12-win season, I don't fear them winning a Super Bowl, which is the thing I really, really don't want to happen for Dallas fans right there. The, so. And also the the hate, or maybe hate's not the right word, but the disrespect for John Allen is on the same level as it was for Terry. You look at all the advanced stats and everything. He was is almost as dominant as he's been in the past. He was just doing it for a defense that was giving up 32 yeah. points a game and 500 yards a game. You, you want to know why Jonathan Allen was so mad? His team's losing. He's giving max effort. He's beating double and triple teams. He's doing his job. Yeah. As the sign on the locker room said. That's right. And he has to watch the person to his left and right not be effective. And then he has to watch an offense not put up points on the board. Then he has to watch the people behind him give up huge play after huge mm -hmm. play. Jonathan Allen is absolutely a foundational piece, and it drives me mad. He don't even want how to be many, here, so how's he a foundational place? How that's many not true. people want that's to not trade true. him? What did Trev say? Trev said that he doesn't want to be here. Completely that's false. I heard him say it right out of his mouth. He said he they would all love say to be it. here. They all say that. Okay. They're not going to say no, well, I don't say it anymore. Well, Chase Young he said it. He didn't want to be here. Cam Curl saying it. He don't want to be here. You have to say it when you're asked in the, in the camera. You have to say okay. it. So no how can you say like, they no, don't, don't want to be here? So how he can you say they don't want to? He, he, he wants to be traded. He, he how, said the word trade out of his mouth. Who said that? Jonathan Allen. He said he wanted to be traded? No, he didn't. He's thought about the trade a lot more this year. He's tired of losing. He didn't say he's he already wanted been through to so be. many changes. He never no. said he wanted to be here either. John Allen is definitely a foundational piece. Don't start again. Don't disrespect Deron Payne. Deron Payne is a foundational piece. He's a plus player. Everybody loved Deron Payne until this year again. Well, when he was doing present. what he does. <laughs> um, and I, I'm gonna, I'm I'm very iffy on the one guy that everybody agrees on. I'm very iffy. On Sam Cosme. Really? I, I'm not saying he's not good. He's he's pretty darn good. But he's a freaking right guard. Okay, maybe, maybe the most inconsequential position on an entire football team. If you had to rank him. May, you know, you talk about... He's part of the line. I don't care what it is. He's part of the line. I know. He, he's fine. Is he a foundational piece? I'm not sold on that. You don't, if Sam Cosme got traded, I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't throw my arms up in the air. Yeah, but he's he still a fine. foundational pay, uh, he was the He was the top rated lineman on this team, which is great. That's fine. But he wasn't, he wasn't like showing out and being, you know, he, it's fine. He's okay. He's he's a plus player, pretty close to it, but 
I'm not st- I'm not standing on a table to say don't get rid of Sam Cosby. First of all, back to that comment. Every player in NFL is replaceable. It is what it is. All so right, NFL fun. stands for not for long. So Trev so, is referring Andre, Andre here for our yes. audio listeners says I think you can Trev is con- confunding tomorrow. what is uh, confusing what is a foundation player maybe our guy is not elite but it's a guy that could be hard to replace I'm, immediately I'm, here's where I'm at I'm just sick of living in mediocrity and recycle sure. reuse I, sure. I'm I'm sorry so now we have a competent person who's going to lead all football operations why are we going back to saying well let's just you know keep the He's, no, man, I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm tired. John Allen, yeah, he's good, but he's better at leading pregame speeches and not fulfilling them than he is on the field right but now. He's, I'm stop sorry. Stop blaming John him. Allen Bro, because you, the whole you, team you is gave bad. him money that's team-friendly, but he's not performing. You gave Deron Payne all that money, and he didn't perform. I'm he saying, did, they like – did perform. Well, I, I'm saying they are performing, but overall as a team, because it was such a down year – then everybody just wants to say every single player is bad. Last year was an 8-8-1 eight, eight and one season, and, and we thought Terry McLaurin and John Allen and Deron Payne all should have been in the – should have been all pro. Exactly. That's because my they were 8-8-1. Eight, eight but they their were... stats and everything, their production this year is the same as last year. But now all of a sudden they suck this year, even though they did the same thing. Terry – if you compare Terry's stats to this year to last year, are not that dissimilar. They are very similar stats. Maybe a hundred total more yards, maybe one more touchdown. That may even be a lot. The catches were about the same, but last year we wanted to put them in the Ring of Honor or around FedEx already because they were eight, eight, and one and almost went to the playoffs. But this year, all of a sudden, he sucks. Let me ask you and this: John Allen last year was a top. 50 player this year he's still going to be top 100 he might not be top 50 right so he's still that same player but now we want to poop on him because the team was so bad overall every team and i think trev maybe you weren't here for this particular discussion every team the great teams the kansas cities of the world the baltimores of the world they have like five to seven Super studs, A-plus type players. That's it. Out of 22 starters, they have like five to seven. Everybody else are role players or good players. So, yes, Washington does not have a, um, a Lamar Jackson. They don't have a Mark Andrews. But they have players that you need sure. that are foundation pieces. And what they really need is those A plus players? They need those um, Debo Samuels, those Trent Williams, to get them to the next level. But they absolutely need Deron Payne, John Allen, Terry McLaurin, and all these other guys. They just need more of the better players as well. Okay, I, I so we've had. Is, go ahead, Trev. <laughs> Sorry, we've had. You're going to counter. I'll, I'll let you go. We've had John Allen, Deron Payne for how many? For like what? Two or three plus years. How many times we've been to the Together? postseason with them? Four. Yeah, how many, four or five how years? many times we've been to the postseason? With them? That was a little <clears throat> premature there. Um, hey. them, yeah. How many times we've been to the postseason with them once? Okay, so what is keeping them one more year going to make a difference? If we, you know, but I mean, Trev, is this it? is football. This isn't the NBA. It's not for long. Man. Is what that 
Football stands for. Where one man can make an absolute difference to the entire team unless he plays quarterback. John Allen, last year on an 8-8-1 eight, eight team that did not make the playoffs, was the 38th best player in the entire NFL. Yeah. Right? They didn't make the playoffs last year either. They didn't. He didn't help them win last year. No. But he was a game. 38th best player in the NFL, according to NFL players. This year, he's still going to be there, but they but they were a worse team. One guy, unless he's a quarterback, cannot affect the outcome of a game. He can help. He can even Aaron, Dar Aaron Donald, the TJ Watts of the world, those guys can affect 10 plays a game. But the other 60 plays, they might get, you know, scored on defensively, we're talking about. But he disrupted a certain amount, or he helped disrupt. But one man can't affect the, the score of a game in the NFL unless he's a quarterback. So you can't say John Allen is no good because the team's been no good during this time. You can say Carson Wentz sucks because, well, yes. because he was John, the quarterback. And he has I'm so not saying control. he's a bad player. I just don't think that he's – He's outside of his pregame foundational. Like, I, I think I think uh, two things we're gonna I want to talk about here. Commandalorian accommodating Washington does not have a pro bowler. One pro bowl voting is certainly not the way to see things in light of whether or not you have good players or not. One of the things I would say to Stoner's mention there, where he said five a team, a good team has five to seven like quality blue plus. chip players, right? Chip, right. Okay. And and I think we're going to take that one step further is those are those players, and I'm not trying to say foundational players. I'm saying the top players, players that are just darn good, okay? Those are five to seven players are at, at least in or approaching the all-pro discussion, mm -hmm. okay? Because all-pros is a way where you can actually determine kind of the value of somebody because that's voted not by – fans not by social media likes and not not anything external like that even though it is a little bit external because it's media but that's actual that's something to strive for now pro bowls aren't nothing pro bowl voting does matter to the players because 10 years after they retire pro bowls will be something that they're measured in for hall of fame but all pro is really where you want the players those five to seven players they should be getting in that conversation jonathan allen was in that conversation last year Washington probably doesn't have anybody in that conversation this year because it was a down season and that's just a a fact of the NFL as well when you have a down season it's hard to sit there and say Jonathan Allen did really well when right. the team wins four games Terry McLaurin had a thousand yards there's only like 30 30 people who did that but hey he's still you know on a bad team so it's it's a uh, it's it's is hard to kind of point that out, but when it comes to the conversation of foundational, because I think a lot of people are are wondering what we're trying to say here is are these cornerstones of the franchise for five years from now, or are these players that Adam Peters is looking at that these are pieces we can build to win games now with, and I think that he is talking about that last part that the 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 latter there where he is talking about foundational pieces. He's talking about players that he's going to keep here because those are players who are going to help him win games. Now, the Sam Cosmies, as 
inconsequential as right guard might be mm. to Stoner, a foundation piece. Having having a player like Sam Cosme on your offensive line is absolutely something you're going to want. You're going to want players like Jonathan Allen and Terry McLaurin if you want to win games now. Deron Payne too. I am way down on Deron Payne. I, that's the player that I think that uh, you know. I, if we're going to ship a defensive tackle, let it be Deron Payne. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's the guy who I would I would ship. The players that Adam Peters are looking at, I believe, and I think this is where we should frame this conversation from this point forward, is who are the players that he thinks he can win in Washington with? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which includes not just their play on the field, but also kind of their attitude, their commitment. Leadership and yeah, all, all, all that aspect. So I, I think if we if we tackle it from that perspective, Trev, because one of the things and, and several of our people commenting have mentioned this, and they're right. You can't sit there and trade away Jonathan Allen, Terry McLaurin. Adam Peters himself has said that this roster needs some work. There are holes in this roster. And mm. if you trade away, Trev just popped out there. He was <laughs> Trev said bye bye. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, switch over to the two box here for for until Trev gets back. But if you trade away everybody mm-hmm. and you pick up draft picks for this year, next year, or something like that, here's the thing: is you're going to be a worse team when you're talking about draft. It, that is an entire crapshoot. That is gambling at its finest. All right, if if you get two players in a draft that are foundational for you that meaning those are blue chip players that was a draft that was by far excellent gms are going to be measured not by the draft picks they hit but whether or not their teams are successful they can hit on one player each draft but if their team is in the playoff year after year after year they're going to they're going to be talked about as executives of the year mm-hmm. but if they hit on three draft picks a year and their team is winning four games, it's not going to matter. I I think another way to look at some of these guys that we're kind of arguing about the uh, McLaurins and Allens and all these other things. Another way to look at it is when, when this team gets to work in the off season, when Adam Peters gets to work in the off season and he has to prioritize what's best for this organization. Is he going to prioritize wide receiver as his top five need on this team? Is he Maybe. going to prioritize defensive tackle as the top five need on this team? No, those are going to be way down the list because he has excellent players at that position already. That's not where they need the most help. We all know where they need the most help. Quarterback, uh, offensive line, tight end. Uh, defensive end, linebacker, corner, safety, all those things. They won't even think about taking a wide receiver or a defensive tackle either in free agency or in the draft. They won't. I'll I'll put a dollar down right now that not one single starting type defensive tackle or wide (laughs) receiver will they uh, pick up. Are we going to do snap counts? Is that how we're going to rate it? Just do snap They're definitely going to do that. You, you think gonna, so? 
Yeah, he said they're going to rebuild through through the draft and supplement through free agency. You're not right. going to go get but, all these needs through the draft because they're so young. Right, so get but they're the not going to do that at those positions. I'm saying they're at not the going to go and get. A, yeah, they're not going to not a starting defensive. Not tackle. in their top. Not, not in their top the 100. Yeah. You're, you're, oh yeah. No. Yeah, no. they're they're not going to spend a second rounder on a wide receiver, no. or they're not going to give fifteen million dollars a year. To we don't know that, bro. We don't it. know that. They're not. I'm telling you, this is brand new. This is a brand new way of the offseason is going to go. Like, see this, this Trev? Brand new. What's this? Hold on. You see this, Trev? Yeah. Your boy. He's plugged in. Okay. But, I know. You see- <laughs> bro, I know tra- they're not doing that. Why can't they? Because that's not what their needs are because of who they have there right now. That's not that's not a focus at all. They might right. take a seventh round wide receiver to maybe be, you know, to battle Dax Milne for that punt returner job, or they might take a defensive tackle in the fifth round because they they need defensive tackles. But can you imagine if in the second round, when this team desperately needs a defensive end? And then they go out and get a wide receiver. Oh, I'm going to lose my mind if that happens because that's not what they need. Who is the wide receiver? <laughs> I don't care. Name one in the second round. Uh, neighbors from LSU. Uh, is he a second, second round? Um, um, that what he they're saying? First, first or second. Yeah. No, no later than second. Okay. They can't take him in the second round. I might, my brain might explode. I might start calling for Adam Peters to be fired. Right there on the spot. That, that would be something. Hope we'll we'll save all the draft talk for later because there's a lot of research to be done on the, on that aspect there. What uh, what's kind of bad, I think, right now, is that this this conversation about foundational pieces for us <laughs> is really centered around like five people. Yeah, okay. that's that's my whole Eric, point. Eric McLaurin, Jonathan yep. Allen, Deron Payne, Sam Cosme. And Tressway, no trust. Don't, don't. Tressway, you gotta give me Tressway. You gotta give me Tressway. I like Tressway. I I love. He's a punter. I I absolutely loved Section Four One Four's comment. Alan Payne, McLaurin, Cosme, and of course Tressway, Nathan's favorite. Fantastic uh, list there. (laughs) Section Four One Four. My head's gonna explode tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tressway is my foundation, probably not the team's necessary foundation. The conversation in the the comments that I'm seeing right now kind of centers around two things when it comes to Adam Peters. So Adam Peters, you're right, Trev, did say that he wants to build through the draft and supplement through free agency, which, by Mm -hmm. the way, is what most GMs will tell you because that's what people need to hear is they're going to develop their own players and then pick up good players to kind of help out. Yeah, I guess it's just weird. That's like we're gonna we're we're, you play to win the game. That's like you just need to score more points. The other guy that is a John Maddenism, if I've ever heard one. Because of course that's what you're gonna do. No, I agree. DM in their right mind, Trev is gonna get behind the podium day one and be like, "Hey, we're gonna be spending big money to get the big names here and maybe Mm -hmm. a few draft picks because we don't need those." All right, no No one's gonna do that. I agree. It's just I guess I'm not used to hearing a competent GM say that because normally our GMs have been like, well, we good. haven't had a real GM. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I was like, oh, four years. That. Yeah. So this is still, and well, this is you can argue me. longer than that, but I mean, <laughs> the uh, so what 
I don't even know where I was coming from with this because I was just just so distracted. Sorry. No, the conversation in the chat. Okay. One of the things that's in the chat right there is how Peter is saying building through the draft means that he doesn't need a win now. He knows that he needs to set up for future success. And the counter to that was the people saying that, no, you have to win now. That builds momentum. You mentioned, Trev, yourself, NFL stands for not for long. So is Adam Peters trying to build for now the or the future? You can't say both because, of course, uh-huh. he's building, trying to build for, for success. But right. what do you think is the more immediate approach for Adam Peters, especially in the context of the foundation that he's talking about? Is it to win now or is it to win later? I mean, I think win now. And I'll get to why, but I'm going to counter that first. I guess you could counter that because of what he did in San Francisco. It took like so many years to get them where they are now. But when he addressed uh, the, at the at his press conference and then the sit-down talk with Zach Sub and all that, it sounds like he understands that we've been trying to win now for the longest time. Hmm. Yeah, it took maybe four or five years for San Francisco, but they were still winning. Like they were still like eight, nine, ten win teams, seven, you know, whatever. Here, I think he sees that we've been trying to at least win 10 games for the, since 2012. Like, he knows that this city, this fan base, this organization is dying to win now. We've been patient enough for this day to come where we got new a new regime, so that's here. And I think he understands that the patience is running thin on the community, on the franchise, on the city, and the fans. So I'm going to go with win now. Mm. Because, of course, he's going to be one success, like you said, for five years to come. Like, why would you... Of course. I mean, we signed him for five years, so hopefully by the time he leaves, he'll we'll have a couple of Super Bowls or whatever, or NFC championships. But yeah, I'm going to go with win now because I think he just understands the frustration that we literally need to win now. We don't have time or the patience to wait two or three years to finally be like, oh, we're here and be late to the party. It's time to, to win now. So I'm going to go with win I, now. I think it's a win later. I, I don't think he's that concerned about winning now because what he what – he, Josh Harris is going to do is he's going to give him he's going to give him that opportunity. He's going to say you don't have to turn this around in one year. Somebody even said it in here. Josh Harris has been through a process. He's been through a lose 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 to finally build to the point to where they are contenders in Philadelphia and the 76ers. But they had to lose really bad for 5 years to finally get to that point. He's a patient owner. He's not somebody that's going to come in here and say, we have to turn it all around now. And you even saw it with, with Ron Rivera and how he has dealt with Ron Rivera in terms of he could have come in right away and, and canned him and got somebody in here. And that would have been difficult. The timing wasn't great, but he could have canned him after they went after they were four and 10 and they had lost like six in a row or whatever. I'm exaggerating, but he could have done it then, but he knows He's not in it for that instant gratification of what the fans are calling for. How many times did we on this show call for Ron Rivera to get fired many times? And he's just like, I'm not doing that. We're in this for the long haul. Let's just be patient. Let's get through it. And then we're going to win later down the road. I can kind of count. Sorry, Nathan. I like what Brian had to say about this one. Uh, Did you hear what he said? Adam Peters about his first year in San Francisco, he said, you did not see the improvement in the standings, but you saw it on the field. Several people commenting that it's 
not necessarily win now, but as V uh, VU's cat uh, here says, is it win now or is it competence now? It's it's not about winning now. It's it's about winning later, but being competitive now. Remember what not Ron being blown said? out by teams would be nice. Remember, remember what Ron said first year when he was all about roster building and building for the future and everything until he looked at the standings when they were four and six and in first place. And then he decided, okay, I think I'm going to go for it now. That's the absolute opposite of what they should have been doing. Right. Yeah, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to correct you just a, a touch there because it did yeah. that, that actual conversation didn't really happen at four and seven. It happened at one and seven, whatever it was. Right. Washington was still in the oh, hunt yeah. for the playoffs. Right. And he was just like, Hey, we got to switch gears because the NFC, he didn't exactly say this, but he did say, you know, Hey, we're, you know, in the playoffs. We so we got, we got a shot. We're going to play to, to, you know, are outs and it worked. They made the playoffs. They made an exciting uh, game in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. And we never saw anything like that again. Do you think, I know you, so you said Josh Harris was patient, patient in Philadelphia. He was patient with Ron. Do you know, do you think that Josh is just a good guy has a heart and he probably knew that Ron Rivera was on his way out anyway, whether he was GM or owner or not, and he just did the right thing and let the man finish out his career. And then I, I think because, he's an honest business person. Right, he, because, he said because, that he was going to give him the year. He said he right. told the fans he was going to give him a year. And but I now, think he also understood, I and mean, he said this in his presser. He said it's not it's not going to be good. It's not good to change. He knew it's not no. good to change coaches in the middle of the year. So but, give the, give him the year. You You said he was, and you know, see what but he can provide you. Also, but now look how fast he's moving since the season ended to kind yeah. of counter your patient. He went after the top guy, got him. Like you have that. To. But you, you have, to. have to. I know you have to, but he wasn't even like you did there was no reports about any other GM candidates. It was Adam Peters and Ian Cunningham. That was it from like day one. Mm-hmm. He says it's gonna be thorough and rapid. So maybe he was patient with Ron Rivera because he knew, you know, he's he's a good man. Ron dealt a lot, da, 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 doesn't want to do him disservice. But now that that's out the window, we can kind of fast forward a little bit and get this thing rolling right now rather than be patient and take interviews here, a bunch of interviews here, wait a week. Like he's like, yo, we need to start right now. So is he patient or yeah. is he not? I mean, it's all it's all speculation, of course. It's, it's all yeah. going to be the proof is going to be in the pudding when we see what kind of moves he makes. Right. But is he going to go after a Justin Fields if he can get him for a third round pick right. to try and win now? Because Justin Fields only has one year left on his contract and he's mm-hmm. basically a win now kind of player. He's not a guy you're going to necessarily build around. If he does that, then there's your proof that he's not going to be patient. But if he, the biggest proof is going to be if in the first round at number two, he trades back and doesn't take a quarterback or just doesn't take a quarterback at all, then you're going to be like, okay, we're going to run it back with Sam Howell for a year and he's going to build all around it. And you're going to know. So we just kind of have to wait and see what moves he makes. But it's my instinct, kind of my gut feeling that. He's definitely going to be patient in how he builds this team. He's not going to go get Carson Wentz. He's not going to go get Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not going to go. Yeah, he's not going to do any of that stuff. He's going to build 
whatever it takes to build. And if that means a quarterback in the first round, or maybe not even this year, you might even just wait a year. And that's, and then it comes down to also, I know I'm not talking about draft, but he said for the head coaching, it's not going to be offense, not going to be defense, not going to be a box, going to be a leader of men. Okay. So what if you do hire Ben Johnson? Do you want to stay there at number two and draft a quarterback or or wide receiver? What if it is um, Dan Quinn or or Mike Mike McDonald, defensive guys? Do you trade back or do you select the defensive guy there? So it really depends on who the HC is going to be to determine how our draft is going to be, I think. Because I think Peter's going to let the coach just have it. The coach will definitely probably probably have a say in the roster a little bit on what on what they're doing here. Gus Erler had uh, mentioned that we shouldn't be so desperate to find the QB of the future, build your uh, O-line and defense, and just insert a competent vet at QB <laughs> who can run the new offense, offensive coordinator's offense. Stoner, why are you saying, come on, that's the Ron Rivera way? And you told us <clears throat> last week, Ron right. Rivera's way is the right way. Now, see, see what this is what you guys do. You like to take it out of context. I didn't say no. Ron Rivera's way of building a roster is the right way. Yes, you I did. Ron, I said Ron Rivera's way <laughs> of building a staff, or I didn't even say Ron Rivera's way, but I guess it is because he was in charge of it. I like the CEO type, which, by the way, I'm going to do kind of a 180 on that. I've done a lot of thinking and research about that. We'll get to that in a second. But the point is, you have the number two pick. You're not going to probably get this chance again to be right. in a position. <laughs> you to certainly draft. don't want to have the well, no, chance naturally. Right. That's for sure. Right. And you're probably not going to. It doesn't, I mean, it's the first we had it four years ago. And then before that, it was 10 years before that. You don't, these opportunities don't come around. You absolutely have to take a quarterback with the number two pick. <clears throat> I truly believe that, at least this year. I do because too. <laughs> next year you don't know what the quarterback class is going to look like. <clears throat> you don't know where you're going to be picking. What if you're picking 16 and the only way mm-hmm. you're going to get one of those quarterbacks is if you to give trade. up your entire draft. Exactly. <laughs> you are in the position now to take a quarterback <clears throat> and they absolutely have to take a quarterback. That is definitely going to be one of the biggest things that Adam Peters is going to have to answer. And we will be here for it. One every one every step of the way. That's for certain. We're live every Wednesday here at seven thirty Eastern. We, we're going to start back. It's been a little bit, guys. Off season, you know, we're taking that little break, but we'll start bringing you some recorded content uh, starting next week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Garage Gym Life. Thanks for joining us. This is uh, Garage's <laughs> first time watching us. Says, can I count on Trev to be this Bro. wrong, but this confident about it every episode? Because just to watch and laugh. <laughs> and so 100% and Gus, a longtime listener of the channel said pretty much and you can always count on Trev to act a fool. So, yeah, it's uh, not for entertainment purposes only. This is legit how I'm <laughs> opinionated right now. So. It is always great to have the different viewpoints here on Ref the District. It's always great to have the comments here because you guys help us do things like Segway wonderfully as Locked on Law here is talking about how every team in the playoffs has a QB. And yep. Stoner has some information on that here in the cool down. Stick with us. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.